0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As we do on a Thursday, always good to check in with Family Voice Australia. Greg Bondar is the Family Voice State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. Uh, Greg Bondar, a special welcome back to
1: 2020. Thank you, Neil, and welcome back to you. Looking forward to the chat.
0: (laughs) Hey, you're already voting in the ACT election, uh, official election day coming up Saturday the 17th of October. Uh, Greg, Family Voice has written an open letter to all candidates in the 2020 ACT election. Uh, Give us some insights into the sorts of things you're asking candidates.
1: Yeah, thank you, Neil. Um, The ACT elections will be on the 17th of October, so we're getting nearer. Uh, I have always maintained, Neil, that the best time to influence public policies during uh, the days just before an election. In other words, here's your chance to talk to candidates, get your views across because it will, it will let them know how you intend to vote. We wrote to every candidate in the ACT and we asked them four fundamental questions. And they were really aimed at ensuring that the moral ethical issues were also being addressed The candidates' number one question really related to uh, the the question: Would they repeal the the recently introduced uh, law on conversion therapy, which is absolutely atrocious? You know, with twenty four months jail and uh, uh, you know fines of up to twelve thousand dollars and so forth. So that's question number one. Question number two was really to ask them: Would they support a private members' bill to restrict? online gambling now that's a big issue in every state of australia so we really want to get their views across on that because we'll come to gambling in a minute the third question related to would they accept federal funding to implement a chaplaincy program in schools now the current labor government in the act has rejected any support from the federal government to have chaplaincy in schools, so we'll see what the response of the candidates to that question is and finally now we've asked them would they support retaining gender on birth certificates and other government ID documents? Because at the moment they've been removed, which is a real, a real shame. Because you know we're back to this sort of non-gender, uh, non-binary type uh, approach by the by the government there in the ACT at the moment.
0: Well, there could have been all sorts of issues that you could have asked candidates about but some of those are uh, very very pointed uh, to those issues which are very hot topics at the moment uh, which really fly in the face of where our Christian values and our Christian ethics would lie and there's a government that is uh, in the ACT going completely against uh, the Christian ethics so it's almost oh. like an anti-Christian stance so yep. uh, so the motivation for asking those questions uh, out of a heart that says hey the best thing for our community is going to be these Christian foundations and, and you've got uh, policies going in a different direction,
1: Greg. Yeah, absolutely. And as I keep saying, we're here to inform. In other words, let the the people know that this is what your candidates are thinking. If you want your moral, ethical issues to be known, contact them. And they're the kind of questions we're asking the candidates.
0: Uh, any other thoughts on the election campaign as it's going in the ACT? You've got your finger yeah. on the pulse there. Uh, is the campaign going smoothly? Is it a is it a dirty campaign? Uh, what, you know what's happening uh, in the ACT.
1: Well, I'm, I'm reading the daily uh, the daily uh, press releases, and I have to tell you that it's going to be very close. Currently, there's been a a, a Greens uh, candidate that's uh, resigned. Uh, and a, a Labor candidate, I believe. So you've now got two seats to fill and there's every opportunity for independence and, of course, the, the, the Li- Liberal Party or National Party, as they call themselves over there, um, to fill those two vacancies because what's going to happen now is the ACT is really suffering under COVID-19 and here's an opportunity for candidates of good moral and ethical values to fill a, to, to, to fill a void. That's been lacking in there. And you only have to, look, have to look at the recent legislation that's come out of the ACT. They are all pro-left. They are all pro-abortion. you know, um, uh, abortion. Uh, euthanasia they're all pro sort of conversion therapy we need to set the record straight and and, and restore balance within the ACT
0: well and uh, aware too that the opposition leader the liberal opposition leader in the ACT Alistair Coe is oh, a yep. christian and uh, and so uh, certainly uh, his christian ethic his christian values uh, do shine forth in the in the way that he talks about the issues that are going on in the ACT there is a prayer point there for listeners all over Australia, and uh, and this, this is a real encouragement to be on our knees before God and expecting good things to happen in the ACT. Uh, your thoughts on prayer for a moment here,
1: Greg? Absolutely, yes. No, we're encouraging prayer. In point of fact, we've uh, we're, we've contacted a lot of our supporters in the ACT with a uh, with with, with a, a prayer guideline, if you will. And also, I mean, you only have to look at our how to vote wisely. Uh, uh, document that we've released which is on our website and every one of those items in there, Neil, will give you a guide on what to pray about in terms of making sure the right candidates are elected. Uh, we don't care where they're from as long as they're morally, ethically uh, Christian-based.
0: Yeah. Uh, turn our sights to New South Wales for a moment. Uh, One Nation uh, joining with the Greens in supporting the New South Wales government plan to introduce a gambling card for poker machines. What are your thoughts on this issue here, Greg?
1: Well, there's a lot happening in, ga- in, in Australia on gambling at the moment, um, and, I'll, and I'll address those in a second. But in particular, One Nation and the Greens have joined forces to try and introduce what's called a cashless Poker machine card, so that the uh, people who are addict, addictive gamblers or, or problem gamblers will be required to register with the government for an issued uh, government issued gambling card, which will have preloaded amounts of money in it. Now, this to me sounds a little bit too Orwellian. Neil, you know, we, we've got to be very careful that we're not encouraging gambling, and 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 I've contacted uh, Mark Rathan's office to say that look, we're not quite. In, in support of this because all we're doing here is or all One Nation and the Greens are doing is encouraging gambling. Now in New South Wales the Minister uh, Victor Dominello who's actually just emailed me just this morning now, and we're having a meeting uh, uh, in two weeks time on this issue has called for community feedback on how to address uh, gambling addiction uh, within the community. So what we've got to be careful of here is that uh, one notion while they are well meaning don't try and have unintended consequences by proposing a a gambling card now. Uh,
0: There is a sense here, isn't there? You know, COVID issues around cash uh, leads to the idea of having a gambling card, so you're not Mm. handling cash and there's an elimination of a COVID uh, infection uh, Mm. possibility there. Uh, That could be turned around, couldn't it, Greg, to to actually say this could be an incremental change that actually protects people who have a problem with gambling. If you're a gambling addict... And uh, there is an extra measure there that might just put a blocker on you going and uh, spending uh, your household income. Uh, that could be a positive, couldn't it?
1: It certainly could be a positive. What we're saying is that by me, uh, by me uh, policy, the government is saying, okay, we're happy for you to gamble, but we'll give you a gambling credit, uh, uh, a preloaded amount that you can only spend. Well, at my preference would be there would be no one, you know gambling away their their family's income, uh, you know, for kids' schooling or food or health or whatever it might be. But the real problem, Neil, is going to be that they now want to introduce facial recognition. Now, that, to me, again, is very, very um, uh, intrusive. It, 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 it centres on privacy policies, uh, the Orwellian 1984-type uh, economy. We've got to be very careful that when we try to achieve something, we don't have these unintended consequences now.
0: Yes, so uh, any uh, even incremental change uh, mm. carries with it extra measures uh, like recording who is gambling using their card using facial recognition technology and all of a sudden you've got big brother uh, looking over your shoulder and there are privacy issues there and uh, if we're wanting to have a freedom in our nation then uh, then those whole facial recognition technologies they do encroach on our freedoms hey there's another issue around gambling a little bit of a win for family voice uh, with a gambling reform campaign uh, that kicked off in August what's this one about
1: yeah, no, I'm so pleased, you know, it's amazing how God works because our gambling reform campaign kicked off in August with Reverend Tim Costello, as I think we spoke about earlier. But what's happened since then, we've written to every uh, state government and the federal government and, and asked them to consider our All Bets Off campaign and we have miraculously got some wonderful response from the New South Wales government, as I said, Victor Dominello, is meeting with me personally to try and see how we can address this um, gambling addic- addiction that, that seems to be prevalent in our society. The Tasmania Minister for Finance has written to us saying they will continue to work to progress reforms for minimising harms from online gambling and in particular protecting children to the exposure to gambling. The South Australian Minister has also written to us saying they love our All Bets uh, uh, campaign and in particular, they, they, they commended us for by, by saying that such initiatives as the Family Voice All Bits Off campaign will further enhance their government's efforts in addressing problem gambling. So really, Neil, we, we, we're on a winner here, and we're so pleased that uh, God has spoken in, in, in such a way because we need to get all the state governments on board as well. <laughs>
0: Hey, Greg, let's turn our sights to Tasmania, and this is an interesting one, isn't it, Uh, where the Tasmanian senator, Claire Chandler, is now quite furious after a complaint against her was dropped. Now, you know, we sort of wonder about these sort of anti-discrimination uh, complaints and uh, how easily people can be drawn before tribunals and such things. And this happened to uh, Senator Claire Chandler. And now that they've decided to drop the complaint, she's furious because uh, this just shows up the uh, the anomalies in the process here. Uh, give us your insights here into what's happened in Tasmania. Yeah,
1: this is a really interesting you know Neil because here is a here is a senator doing her job, Senator Claire Chandler. Uh, she's replied to one of her constituents by and by writing to them and and telling the constituent that she saying that she believes that toilets and female sport should be assigned to those who are biologically female. And, for example, toilets should be for females. Um, Sport being played by women should be for females. Next minute, there's a complaint against it to the the, the Tasmanian equal opportunity. And this is the thing I've been mentioning before, Neil. The process is the real punishment here. And Senator Claire Chandler has undergone this punishment. Uh, The case has been dropped. Thank goodness. uh, It's a rare, rare win for us terms of common sense the problem we have Neil is and we've got to be very cognizant of this that that our the threat of legal action against ordinary Australians like you and me or indeed a a member of parliament freedom of speech has to be a freedom that we should enjoy and not be threatened by legal action so this is a real win but it highlights the problem of the Equal opportunity, uh, the, the anti-discrimination bodies that appear in state governments, they tend to overplay their role, I think. Uh,
0: overplay is an interesting issue here. Now, uh, as I mentioned, uh, this idea of being furious about what's happened, Claire Chandler has called on the states, and we're talking Tasmania, yep. the anti-discrimination tribunal, to explain whether people in the community are able to discuss the reality of biological sex. And uh, it would seem to be that that would be something we would take for granted as a common sense way of mm. any sort of public debate or even freedom of speech. Uh, but she's now calling them to, to, to explain why.
1: Absolutely. I mean, we need to be able to know, can I talk to my child or to my to my uh, relatives about gender and What can I say without being threatened legally? So she's absolutely right because she's furious, not so much, I guess, at the complaint, but rather at the process that the Tasmanian equal opportunity has taken. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden, you know, she's been silenced. Uh, it, It needs to be addressed now. And the
0: interesting thing here is that when these high profile people are drawn before these sorts of anti-discrimination tribunals, that's a warning sign that any Australian could be drawn before one of those tribunals simply for saying something that is uh, typically common sense. And so, uh, you know, everybody's at risk with this sort of thing, Greg.
1: Absolutely. I mean, look, we only have to look at some recent cases that we've spoken about, Neil. You've got Bernard Gaynor spoke out. You know, a simple message that he spoke out about um, uh, the LGBTI community within the military. And you've got Lyle Shelton who simply made a comment about drag queens. Now, surely, we, as Australians and, and, and people of faith, we should be able to express our opinion. Now, and in this regard, the the anti discrimination bodies in the various states need to be reformed and that's what Mark Latham tried to do in New South Wales. And and we'll see what the response from the government is. They have another five months I think to go to respond to the inquiry that Mark Latham initiated. Because there needs to be a situation where frivolous, vexatious complaints are not allowed now.
0: Well we understand this about freedom of speech, don't we, Greg? That part yep. of our freedom of speech is indeed this idea of freedom of political communication. Can you imagine going into an election where an opposition party was afraid to mention something that might be an alternative view to a government position because they were going to be breaking the law? Well, that speaks of an authoritarian, almost totalitarian style of state. So if you're going to have freedom of speech... You've got to be able to have a freedom of political communication and certainly uh, when there's an election campaign on, as there is at the present time, or Mm. any of these sorts of issues uh, reach a level where they are being debated uh, by our political leaders. Uh, Anyway, I'll point people to your website, uh, familyvoice.org.au. And uh, on your website, you often have uh, articles and resources that listeners can uh, arm themselves with, understand better the issues that are going on in the nation, familyvoice.org.au. Greg Bondar, the Family Voice State Director for New South Wales and the ACT, Hey, Greg, thanks for the update today on 2020.
1: Thank you, Neil, and God bless. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.